jazz age living. Old fashioned sipping, pizzazz ain't missing. Got the fat cats kissing the top. Bring the old age back. Welcome, 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 welcome to episode 36 of the Sunday Punch podcast. Thank you for joining us here. We're here on a Friday night. Uh, just me and Sean today. Sean, what's up, buddy? Not too much, man. It was a good week. Good week. And uh, we got, it, it feels like summertime. I mean, we, we've been <laughs> talking about it to our audience for the last couple weeks here. But for those of you who don't know, I get excited very easily. And even though it's been in the mid 40s, I have thought it's been summer for about four weeks. And now we finally have it. And boy, is it showing on the streets of Chicago. It's really nice out there. Sean on the streets of Chicago. It's a wonderful sight, Sean, uh, to see people wearing, um, you know, normal clothes that that normal we've clothing. seen in Florida for a long time. Probably got a little bit too accustomed to it. It's true. Moving up here, I mean, I, I ended up having to get, as you probably did too, sort of like that four season weather wear. I mean, what's the most intense thing you wore in Florida? It was a Patagonia pair of jeans oh, and a t-shirt underneath, and that was it. Not even, dude. Like in Florida, I didn't. I can't even remember like wearing anything like. I mean, in Gainesville, it got a little cold. A little nippy. In Gainesville, it got a little nip- <laughs> nipply. It'd bring the girls back to that Gainesville place, and it's like, it was all wood. <laughs> and we only had space heaters. <laughs> so you had to be really on your game and like a salesman. You're like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Get into the ice sheet. <laughs> I promise the space heater works for about three cubic feet of volume of space. No, um, it's true. I did want to start this uh, cast off. Um, I want to salute a legend. Uh, this mm. won't have any effect on anyone else who's listening to it. But you know me. I'm selfish. <laughs> um, at my work, we lost a legend, so I wanted to uh, give her a toast. Hey. I've worked with this girl, Kendra, uh, for a long time. I, I, thought, I think you know some of the best work I've seen. Um, she's super awesome. But she's moving on to bigger and better things. And uh, she's going to keep me in the loop, and we'll see uh, what happens in the future. But wanted to toast uh, to someone that I, I know and is awesome at their job. Here, here, Kendra. Now, Sean, what are we drinking here? What you're looking at is a, I believe it's a Cabernet. Yep, you're looking at a, at a Cabernet Alexander Valley 2016 Silver Oak. Mm. First, first dabbled with, with the Silver Oak. A couple of years ago, my, my dad likes to pull out a nice bottle when we're celebrating good family um, events, graduations, whatever it happens to be, uh, accomplishments. So I had one of these several years ago with my family gathered together. Haven't had it since. And by pure serendipity, planning for this podcast, you, you picked up a 2016 Silver Oak. Yeah, and this is my first time tasting it. And uh, wow, does not disappoint. Let's go ahead and read the back label. But that, that's where I Let's start. Let's go ahead and read the back label. I start here. with a pretty picture in the front. I go, all right, I, I got I to gotta learn more here. So judge a book by its cover. Tell us what's on the inside sleeve. Well, the thing is, to be honest, with the, with the cover, you would think this was kind of like a cheaper one. It's quite the- demure. Yeah, it is, and uh, and but I've heard good things. So then I went in, and and you know the price points around sixty bucks, I think, if I remember correctly. Kendra, just so you know what we're saluting you with. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, right, cheers to you with. You're right, exactly. Only the best. Um, so if you want to go get it, it's around that sixty dollar price point, Silver Oak. But let's read the back here, and I like to do it in my my wine tasting accent, Sean. Just make it like molasses spilling out spilling of your out mouth. Your mouth. Take us through. For over 40 years, our family has been dedicated to producing only the finest Cabernet Sauvignon in a style that is unique to Silver Oak. Hell, our Alexander Valley Cabernet is sourced from the highest quality vineyards, aged exclusively in American oak barrels from our cooperage. Then, 
further age, further age, Sean. We keep aging. <laughs> further aged in a bottle for over a year prior to release. Every step we take is carefully crafted to provide you with a memorable wine that is enjoyable for years to come. And then they do this as their tagline. Life is a Cabernet. <laughs> I just want to say, that was a great voiceover. Hey, dude, first time reading it, too. I am, I, there's a couple parts there. Where I was like, what's this word? Okay, I, let's move I on. I am splicing out that audio sample and sending it to all the voiceover send agents I know. Send it to Silver Oaks. Yeah, send it to them and just see if we can run a little audio commercial. Send it to Silver Oaks. Yeah, I, you know, I would love to do um, like that Sam Elliott kind of voiceover yes. on these commercials. Or um, Tim Allen just did one for Michigan that's kind of like somber about like the beauty of Michigan. So I think I could do it. And uh, I'm willing to do it. I would love some audience feedback on that one, to be honest. I think that was really good. I, I'm Now, you're the gentleman who's using the, mm. the master class here. And I believe the class so good. that you're working on the most is the the wine appreciation master class. So I, I have, I, walk I, us I, through what, what, what those steps look like here and what your experience has been with that master class so far. Right. So I would say the most important thing with the master class, what I've learned and what the, the master has told us is uh, the only way to get better at uh, tasting wine is to taste a lot of wine. <laughs> so I signed up on that one real quick. Um, but, you know, uh, write down everything that you're tasting is how you should be doing it. We're not going to do that here, but um, you should be writing it down, uh, grading it yourself. Uh, writing down memories it, it evokes, writing down uh, the different tastes and everything else. And then, you know, write down the year so you can remember it. Maybe do a little bit more research on that year. I like that. A wine what journal. The environment was like. A wine journal. It, I think I've mentioned this before, the terroir, which is the whole history, the soil, who, who was out in the vineyard, you know, that year, um, what the climate was like. It's the whole the zeitgeist of the it's wine. It's the whole zeitgeist of the wine. So the main point is mm. taste a lot of wine, write, write about it. And then, you know, you put things on pen to paper, you'd be surprised. Like, I don't know if that's like a scientific thing, but you write something down, you're going to memorize better. it much, much better. better. So there you go, kids. Go get yourself a couple bottles of wine, a little moleskin journal, <laughs> and just uh, start finding what you like out there. So I was drinking wine the other night, Sean. And um, I was watching. Uh, let's break down a little bit. You know, I like to I like to drink my fan wine and and watch NBA basketball <laughs> and unpack it all at the same time. So uh, let's unpack a couple things here. Um, Russell Westbrook, first thing. So I was watching that game between um, the Wizards and the um, fuck. Who they play now? Didn't they play the Grizzlies? No, they played the Celtics. Okay. Oh, Celtics first. Yep. Sorry. And um, I was going back and forth on conspiracy theories because Russell Westbrook came out and he just didn't look like he was very involved in the game. You know how titillated I get with conspiracy theories. So what did I, you notice? I was texting people. I was like, is he? Because if they won, they would have had to face Brooklyn. And Kevin who Dur has Brooklyn? Kevin Durant. Yeesh. Yeesh. And um, we know they don't get along. We know they don't like each other. They have beef, as they say. They have beef. and Kind of uh, like you and Kyrie. Right. And uh, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, is he throwing this game with the intention of then winning the next game versus the Indiana Pacers? Which then they played the Pacers last night. Stomp. Stomped them. Or... 
maybe I forget when it was, but 142 to 116, I believe. And of course, Russell had a good game. Bradley had a great game. Bradley went off, yeah. So now he gets to get the eight seed, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know. But then the the opposite conspiracy theory would be, well, the NBA would obviously want Russell Westbrook going against Kevin Durant. So why wouldn't they have just like made that happen? But I think a player choosing is way easier than the overall conspiracy of getting the refs to call. <laughs> I agree. Like one guy can really fuck with the entire flow of a I, game. That's that's why. in I mean, even in like the what's the stereotype in boxing? Like a, a, a fighter throwing a fight or an MMA, like a guy throwing a fight, yeah. right? Like that's so much more. Like the, the impact is so much better for that fighter versus the ref. Right. I mean, the ref could, like, stop it earlier, things like that. Um, in NBA, you could call a couple calls here or there. I mean, Le- God knows, LeBron knows that you can get a couple <laughs> calls. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the deal was because Russell usually comes out uh, snarling. Well, He's he- usually snarling, dude. And he's usually, like angry at everyone it looked like he was in a funk when he was playing the celtics and it makes no sense for him to have been in a funk too because you look back at what that guy brings to a locker room and like you said that fire that that fire that brimstone and when they were when they were under 500 earlier in the season before they went on that like 16 and 7 or 16 and 9 tear that they went on i mean the stories are all over he pulled the team together the locker room said listen like we we are making a playoff appearance we will be there right and that was the, head, the team that was the headline today it said Russell Westbrook delivers on promise. I was like, yeah, like a game late. Right. He could have already done this if right. he didn't come in like with a mood. So how's that guy show for that that first like play-in game and be flat-footed, not have the energy? It doesn't make sense. And versus the Celtics. It's not like no. Marcus Smart got injured in the first half, and it's like what? the Celtics don't got anybody that like can shut. Granted, he cannot. I don't know what happened to him. He can't shoot the ball anymore, but but is like weirdly clutch. I've talked about this on on other. Casts. He's he's weird like that. He's weirdly clutch, but he's one of those guys that'll lose you a game like fourteen times uh, in the last two minutes, and then like win it, and then like lose it again for you. Yeah, but it's not like the Celtics are a juggernaut. It's like I just don't understand. Like, I guess okay. So Chris was telling me. That Chris, uh, that um, fuck, who's that? Who's that guy that Travis thinks is like God on Earth? Are you talking about the announcer, or not the announcer, the the analyst? Coward, coward, Colin Coward. <laughs> Follow um, the herd, Trav. <laughs> yeah, he said Colin Coward was like, oh, this wasn't a bad game. This was Russell Westbrook because this is what he does, right? It's like he'll have like random rebounds, but like if you actually watch the game, you're like, this guy takes terrible shots all the time isn't a great shooter and so maybe maybe i'm looking too much into it but you gotta think these players are looking at the matchups right yeah and i I I think would you rather you'd rather play philly you'd rather play this you'd rather play philly right and you you look i mean these guys are talking about like one game at a time one game at a time it's all here one game at a time we're just getting to the next game, right? Yeah, they're looking they at it. Are, they see the road ahead. Right. They see the forest from the trees, and they mm-hmm. are absolutely navigating a path, in my opinion. I mean, whether it's call it, you know, their their 
governing themselves, their what's it, load management themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, who do I want to play next? So I'm most prepared for the third team I would play versus the second or the next game. Yeah, they're looking I mean, ahead. We, you, you've seen this with the Clippers. I mean, for the last three, like two months, the Clippers have been like, oh, we're not going <laughs> to play. They're, they've been like watching the Lakers and being like, Oh, the Lakers. Okay, we, that means we have to lose the next game. Don't play anyone. Oh, it, like it's like they're obviously thinking ahead. And speaking of thinking ahead, is there anyone who thinks more ahead than, than LeBron James? Yeah. like legacy wise. Let's talk about it. Right, we're watching that on the Facetime. Let's talk with about it, Chris and Travis. And everybody knows what the deal is. Let's break down the game first before I go on my LeBron. Rant. So now we're shifting to to the the Golden State Warriors Golden Lakers State game. Lakers game. Shifting to that. Look, to me, Golden State should, talent-wise, should not even have been in that game. So, like, this big hubaloo about beating Golden State, they have one player. Yeah. They have one player. It's an asymmetric matchup. You can, you can say Draymond, but if you watch the games, Draymond's not even looking at the rim. <laughs> I mean, he's not. Well, there's three of them, Adam. Which one's he supposed to look <laughs> okay, at? Okay, well, don't get me started, dude. <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. But, uh, you know, that game came down to turnovers. Uh, Golden State turned it over yeah. 21 times. Yeah. L.A. turned it over 10 times. And that's the game right there. L.A. wins by three points. That's, I mean, if it comes down to a final shot and the right. turnover differential right. is 11, That's th- th- those right. are the hoops. Those are the right. buckets. That, and, and when you're playing L.A. for a play-in game where LeBron's on the court and AD's on the court yeah. and they got their squad, like... You can't you can't give up turnovers, you especially when they're having an epically bad. You know that first half, LeBron and AD were having an epically bad. LeBron game. didn't look good, so it's like you got to capitalize. And it, to me, it was like they just gave it away. They just gave it away, and they're playing Memphis tonight, and we'll see what happens there. I mean. I guess I'll pick Golden State. I mean, I don't watch much Memphis basketball. <laughs> right, I really can't I'm tell you much about I'm assuming John Morant is good. <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen him since March Madness. So um, we'll see what they do. Um, now let's get into the, what I really want to talk about. So we're getting down final right. seconds. Right. Lakers are bringing the ball down mm-hmm. the court. I think the game's, the game's tied, right? The game's tied. Yeah, and we're setting this up because... Everybody else who listens to this has watched the game, but my mom did not watch the game. So right. we have to set everything up for my mom. Right. Sean. Okay, so the <laughs> Lakers. Um, okay, d- let's start with the foul. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's a good introduction site. I agree. Draymond fouls LeBron, which I was shocked they didn't call flagrant on it. Because well, in he, today's NBA. Yeah. On LeBron. On LeBron. Who's, you, who's, who, who will never be the same. Right, who's not 100% and will never be 100% again. Does hit him in the face. I'll give him that. Does hit him in the face. And so then, from then on out, best actor award goes to LeBron James. The one the I don't understand. And when people like are like, you have an unnecessary hatred towards LeBron it's the, it's stuff like this that's been accumulating over years upon years of me watching him. Yeah. It's always you don't need to do that. You're good enough where you don't need the histrionics. It's it's like watching Game of Thrones 6 seasons, 7 seasons, 8 seasons in, but more so. <laughs> right. And in the play right. and, and I'm watching Joffrey that you hate just keeps winning. Right. It's like if Joffrey <laughs> 
<laughs> made it to season it's, nine or what? I don't know how many seasons Game of Thrones was. Exactly. It'd be like if Joffrey won Game of Thrones. And gets the dragons, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And it's like riding around on the dragons, like murdering prostitutes. That, that's a Sunday punch hot take. Watching LeBron is like watching Joffrey <laughs> win in season Game of 10 Thrones. and win the throne at the right, end. Right, exactly. But... LeBron, you don't have to do it, and he does it his whole career. He has to, like, over-exaggerate everything, and I think it's because I don't think it is what he's doing. He's always thinking about legacy, Mm -hmm. so now he's setting up, like, legacy. Like, last year he said, that was the hardest finals they'll ever be. Ever. What are you talking about? Did he even go to seven games last year? No, No. and you played the Heat. (laughs) Right. Why is that the hardest? Oh, because it was in a bubble? So you didn't have to travel anywhere? <laughs> if anything, it's the easiest finals you've ever right. had. You, you have the least amount of travel. I mean, and for him, he would have been traveling three time zones from the West Coast to the East Coast to play those games. Right. Like, so how is that the hardest final ever? So, but that's what he does. He's setting up. He doesn't mean it. So, like, last night, he could, he didn't get that hurt. And I know that's a little much for me to say, not being on the court and everything, <laughs> but... Come on, we've all been there. You get hit on the face, blah, blah. You, you sell it a little bit, maybe if you're playing a pickup game yeah. or whatever. LeBron stays on the ground like Deontay Wilder punched him in the face as hard as he possibly could. Yeah, right. Big dude. Right. It's like, and, and, and what's with the, this move? I mean, he's been doing that for 20 years. I, I, the dabbing of the jersey <laughs> to your face to, Which see is, if, to see if blood is active. It's like... Which, by the way, the jersey's it, laid it, it's in... It's not. It's, it's never. It's never, it's never been. It's never been active. And by the way, like, when's you're blasted in the eye, right? Like, what bleeds is actually, like, on the sclera. Like, it's, it's the white. You get, like, a conjunctival bleed or, or a scleral bleed there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Explain what's, so, what kung so, fu panda bleed So, it, unless, unless you're splitting open, like, the actual skin on your face, like, you would get, like, taped up or, like, have, like, cauterized, right? Like, you see on the side, like, like, like what boxers go through, right? Right. Like, you're not going to start really bleeding from your eye spontaneously. Like, that, that's a contained... Mm-hmm. organ tissue so sure. like dabbing the eye and being like is my eye just all blood it's like you're not going to see it there anyway but i mean i wouldn't expect him to know that but he loves to do if you're stuff. bleeding all over your face like who hasn't been cut in the face with trauma like you bleed and you know right. it immediately like right. it's you know it's like it i mean we've all seen it's like the nba thing to do like like blinking like wh- where am i like you know like <laughs> it, lebron's not the first to do it but like when you're to me, when you're up at his like echelon of skill, like he's the most talented player I've seen Plain. since Jordan. Mm-hmm. So it's like that leave that stuff to like the Paul Pierce's of the world. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, the guy who gets taken off in a wheelchair. Do you want to be like him? And plus, wouldn't you rather be the guy who who gets up, cracks right. his neck, like yeah, let's go. Slaps himself in the let's face go. and says, I'm, "Let's go. I'm, I'm on D. Let's go." Right, and like, that's you, the guy I want in the locker room. And he should have been learning this from D Wade. His D Wade's old commercial yes. was "Fall down nine times, get up ten. Right. Yeah. Why? How did he, that not rub off at all? But anyway, he loves to do this like histrionics, like over exaggeration. So we were watching it on Zoom. So this this is this is our setup to the, the right. shot. We were watching it on Zoom, and we couldn't hear any of the volume, whatever. Set up to the shot, which LeBron makes over Curry, makes it a 103 to 100 game over. Fantastic shot. All the credit to him. Great shot. 
one of, I mean, taking fading, nothing away from the fading shot. away Steph Curry style shot that only him and Steph Curry can make. Yeah, not a lot, court. not a lot of guys. The shot was good enough. <laughs> why does he do this thing afterwards? But wait, where, there's more. But wait, there's more. Yeah, why does he do this thing afterwards? Where then? Because then Travis says, "Oh my God, did you see what he just said?" I was like, "No," and I, he was like, "He just said I can't see." After he made the shot, I can't see. So which to which Chris said, "Oh no, he meant that to his like wing guy." Oh, I couldn't see you over there. Like someone was wide open, and he was like, "I couldn't see you." Now which, that, that would have been fine. understandable. That Your peripherals a little thrown off. You're in the moment. And actually, I believed it until I. Cut then to went, the post game interview. Yeah, the the post game interview. I wish I wish Chris was right because then it would have made me be like, <laughs> maybe I'm a little hard on LeBron, but I'm not because he always does it. He like, proves you right again. People don't change, Sean. People don't change. Post game interview. LeBron, what was it? What what was that shot like? LeBron dabs his eye again. Might there might be gushing blood, <laughs> and uh, it says. Oh, well, there were three hoops. I shot at the one in the middle. No, that <laughs> didn't happen. And you know it, LeBron. Come on, dude. Come on. You didn't get punched in the face by Deontay Wilder. You weren't seeing triple. I bet he was at 100% within 30 seconds of getting popped in the eye. He was within 90%, which would mean... Well, he'll never be 100% again. So, Sean. right. Baseline, he'll never basically. be 100% again. But he was close to normal. He wasn't seeing three rims. Can you agree with me on this one? I don't think he was seeing three rims. You know, we, we were talking about this off air a little bit. Uh, saying I made an amazing shot takes LeBron from hero to villain. Saying, the circumstances were so much worse than you guys saw as the announcers of the audience, and I still made the shot, galvanizes him as this hero basketball player. Right. But to say, like, yeah, I made a really hard shot because I work really hard, and, like, I'm a boss. And, like, I got over the hit. Yeah. I went out there, and I took the shot that I knew I could make, and I made it. And, yeah. that, and that's or, what or I saw. That, no, say, I practice that all the time. I, I practice that right, all the time. Right. I have to engineer a situation to be well, three yeah. times as hard as three times you, as, hard. as what you mere mortals could <laughs> possibly approach. And then you know what I did? Drained it. Yeah. It's like, why do you got to do that? Because like, you want to, you kind of want to like him because he's so good at basketball. But it's the, it's the same thing. Watch the, go back and watch LeBron episode with us. I'll, I go through it all. I don't want to like, it's a PowerPoint. You know, beat a dead horse. Download it. Not a horse, um, but I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, look, the the thing with the hand. I broke my hand in game three. It's always something with him. It's always something with him. So that's my whole thing with him. Look, now they play the the Phoenix Suns. I thought that bode. I, I thought watching that game, and I think I said this on the on the Zoom. I was like, if I'm Phoenix, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Because if I'm Phoenix, I think, okay. Golden State, who literally has one player, right. almost just beat him. And gave up 21 turnovers. Exactly. So, if you're, I'm Chris Paul, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'd rather get him out of the way now. Famous last words. But um, I'd rather be Phoenix and say, fuck it. I'm going for, they were going for the number one spot, right? And then they landed it too. Then be the Clippers and be like, oh, where are the Lakers? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's, let's sit everyone. Yeah. Agreed. 
Okay. I was trying to figure out what the what the average uh, turnovers per game are from the Phoenix Suns. I can't imagine it's much. They, they, they have, I mean, with, with, with well, CP3. Some, yeah, CP3 running they have, the show. They have pretty good uh, ball security, I think, overall. But cause I feel like that, that's what it comes down to so often in these playoff games is like who's just opportunistic yeah. and who gets the opportunities to be opportunistic. And um, that was clearly the, different, the difference maker in the game. I mean, that, that final inbound pass, too, from uh, Golden State. Like, that's what set up LeBron to have that shot. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just looking at now I'm trying to find. So the game tonight is at 8 p.m. Central. Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to be watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. Absolutely. Which apparently Adam has never seen. I have not seen it. Uh, I saw a review. Thank you, everyone, for five-star reviews. We need more. <laughs> we need to infect more of humanity. Pretty sure one of our friends to troll us gave us a one-star review. Unconfirmed. Yeah, it's okay. You're either going to love us or hate us. I knew that getting into That's this. That's how we do it. Um, but they, the review said, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, it's, it's like, this is like this movie. Uh, you don't know why you like it. You just do. You just do. And then I texted Sean. I'm like, I guess we got to watch this movie. And Sean's <laughs> like, oh, I already watched that movie. Like, many times. Many times. But Sci-fi it, nerd over here, man. Yeah, I was a little bit like Travis on that one. It was like, it came out in like 1970 or something. Probably not that that late. Probably like 1980-something. It's in color. Right. And so it was like, it's always like been there. And I'm just like, I don't want to watch that old movie. But apparently it's good. Didn't it come out in 2001? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. 1968. Oh, wow. 1968. Yeah. Damn, ahead of its time. No kidding. What are the graphics like? Is this going to be lame? The graphics are, it's like plaid in space. It's not like interstellar level. Got it. They had what they had, Adam. Got it. They had what they had. Got it. I mean, think about this. Star Wars back in the day. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Like, because I almost Star said Star Wars. I almost said Star Trek. Uh, Star Wars back in the day, like, yeah. when they were getting going. I mean, when did A New Hope come out? A New Hope, 1977. A whole new hope. Don't you dare close your <laughs> so, eyes. So, nine years further forward, 1977. A whole new Yeah, right. And then when did Aladdin that, come that, out? That, that, that was revolutionary <laughs> graphics. Okay, I'm I'm excited. Nine years ahead of. I'm excited. We don't have to watch it, by the way. Anyways, moving on. I I mentioned getting punched in the face by Deontay Wilder. um, Oh, we have we have something to talk about here. So wild things happening in boxing. Wild stuff. Actually, while while you riff, yeah, if I may, I do want to pull up the procession that occurred with. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder at their last fight. Okay. So riff while I pull up this video. I, I, I do. I okay. do want to share it with the audience. What I'm going to riff on is I heard a great point. I'm a big uh, combat fan. Huge combat fan. I mean, I, I fell in love with boxing when I when I saw Mike Tyson uh, fight a Vandal, a Vander Holyfield. Uh, my dad, in all of his wisdom, brought me as a six-year-old uh, <laughs> to the Vander Holyfield-Mike Tyson fight uh, at, his, at one of his uh, colleagues' uh, party um, at 11 p.m. at night. So just just that's where it got started. That's where you got, you got going. But I was listening to <clears throat> Max Kellerman. Um, who I disagree with on almost everything, but he was saying, and I and I wholeheartedly agree on this point. But he was saying uh, how boxing, how MMA, how any combat st- sport is the most popular sport there is. And his reasoning was, if you come to a street corner and you got to pick up, you got a, a flag football game. Well, fuck it, it's tackle in the streets. That's that's wild, right? <laughs> That's kind of wild. All right, that Asphalt? would that would never happen. So you got a flag football game. 
going on. You got a baseball game in the, uh, on the other side of the street. Fuck it. Let's say you got um, a couple people hooping, right? And then on the, on, the, on the far edge of this street, you have two people fighting. Who, where do you, where do you go? <laughs> you go to the fight. You go to the fight. Everyone gravitates to the fight. I don't know what it is about combat sports. Yeah. I don't know what it is about fighting, but people love to watch fighting. And so the point he made is the reason boxing is not the most popular sport right now, even though it is the most popular activity that would be at that street corner. Mm-hmm. Now let's do the thought experiment again. You come to the same street corner. And you got Barry Bonds hitting some baseballs. Ooh. Right. You got uh, Tom Brady playing a pickup flag football game. Okay. Follow, follow. You got LeBron James playing ball. And then you got two random people you've never heard of fighting. That being said, I bet you some still gravitate to the fight, but the storytelling, LeBron... Yeah, You know, me having to tune in to see what's next on his agenda (laughs) of how he can't see. His manipulation agenda. Boxing has done a terrible job storytelling. Uh, UFC's done a better job storytelling. That's Uh, They did a great job with, uh, well, both. Conor McGregor is a showman, right? Showman, a fighter first, a showman second. I'm going to give him his credit. I think he's supremely talented. But boxing has done a terrible job of storytelling. Yeah. That, and it takes forever to get these guys together because of all of the different managers, all of the different weight classes, all of the different rules, blah, blah, blah. Are we ready to go into Deontay Wilder now no, that I've I, set that I've up? I'm having trouble connecting up here. So we're, we'll, we'll try it again in a few minutes here. Uh, but the, I think that to your point, you know, I really wasn't into boxing MMA and I've gotten more into boxing since since we've been hanging out and when you start following and you Mm -hmm. follow Tyson Fury and you follow the Gypsy King and you learn about his roots and about where he came from and what he what he's done right and then you watch him fight it's so cool because all this all this background all this energy just gets totally put through a prism and focused onto a single individual right. rather than LeBron on the Lakers, Barry right. Bonds in the dugout amongst all the other players. That's exactly. So you get this incredible background on somebody and you realize that is what is on that one person's shoulders in that ring. And that's what they're walking in with. Mm-hmm. And that is really cool to watch. Why is the WWE as popular as it is? I, I will never understand that. No, I'm going to tell you. Storytelling. They do. They do. Oh yeah, they do a lot of that. Right. It's all like it shouldn't my be nemesis. popular because it's fake. Right. But the storytelling is so compelling to a certain niche of people. Yeah. Good point. By the way, WWE makes a shit ton of money all the time, so they have a huge following. If uh, and and whenever a WWE style showman comes in, Conor McGregor to UFC. Oh, it's all ESPN. Can Mike talk Tyson about. to boxing. Right. Then Stephen A. Smith then, is commenting. Then what are you what does everyone talk about? Yeah. Right. It's like it's the like notorious. LeBron chose to box. The notorious. Right. Don't get me started on that. If LeBron chose to box, you'd never hear anything <laughs> else. If LeBron boxed Tim Tebow, you would never <laughs> the sports cycle for 19 months straight would be this. Would be that fight. And my God, would I pay any amount of money to watch that? Tim Tebow would smoke LeBron in a fight, by the way. By the way. 
Speaking yeah. of uh, paying money for sporting events, we should share with our audience that we have decided 2022. We to are be going at the Kentucky Derby. Riding on a horse. <laughs> we hope to see you guys there. It, it's going to be awesome. Right. I've invited a lot of people. I had a conference call uh, with oh, yeah. the, the Derby experienced lady. She said this is the perfect time to start planning. She was like, trust me, I'd tell you because like, you know, um, I, you know, I obviously she was like, obviously I'm trying to sell packages, but she was like, I'm telling you, you got to plan now or else no you're chance. out. And she, and she even, again, that, that could be a sales tactic, but she qualified it. And this is what made me trust her hundred percent. She said the hotels downtown, we have packages, but I'd recommend staying like an Airbnb, like 20 miles away. Okay. She was like, look, it's going to be like a fraction of the cost. You reserve it now. You get the Uber, whatever the transportation may be, to the race. You're going to stay at the race all day, Friday and Saturday. What does it matter? And she was like, trust me, look, you do whatever you want. But <laughs> if you do the upper, the the more package, which is $1,500 a person. <sighs> Love that. It covers food and drink at the race. You would make that if, you, if, we chose, if we chose the $900 version, we would spend $300 a day. There's no question. Right. There's so no and and it's like that's why these packages exist. This is why these these packages exist. They realize Let's get it. in on it. All right. So here we are. Right. This Deontay is, Wilder versus Tyson Fury. This is the, oh, you want to do the full ring walk? I just, just want to see his ring walk Fantastic. because this is you talk about storytelling and building up who right. somebody is. Right. Deontay Wilder is great at this as well. Yeah. This is this is well. This is this is Deontay. This yeah. is his walk. This is Deontay. <laughs> So Deontay's walk. Everybody who knows boxing, Deontay Wilder. If I so I've watched Deontay for ten years now. Wow. Um, I've been on this guy for a long time. I love Deontay Wilder. He's gone a little insane in the past month or two, <laughs> but um, he always used to come out with like a gladiator, just a mask. Like remember um, in Gladiator when the guy comes out and there's like a tear on the thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. He used to come out in just a gladiator mask, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> now, watching him through the years, I have noticed that his outfits have been getting more and more elaborate. And by the time this fight happened, because let's remember history-wise, in the first fight, oh, yes. it was a draw because Deontay smacked Tyson, and Tyson had to like go full zombie mode to even get up. He did. And so Deontay's on top of the world now. Deontay comes out in what can only be explained as a Transformer outfit. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, is that what he's doing? He has a sequined crown and Transformer battle armor on. You know, that's how I, that's how anyone really should honor Black History Month. <laughs> look at that look. It, it was dope. It was dope. All right, now let's go to Tyson Fury. All right, I'll get Tyson Fury okay. up here in a second. So, actually, Deontay Wilder, now fast forward, after he lost that fight, blamed, initially blamed, uh, well, people don't remember this. Initially, in the ring, he said that his elbow was, like, tweaked or maybe. He, he went full LeBron, actually. And, uh. But he did blame initially the outfit for being too heavy 
and that weighing on his legs. And so he didn't have his legs underneath him for the fight, which is a completely ludicrous. That's a little nutty. It's a nutty take. Because when when you think about what Fury did to him, Fury's strategy just looks like it makes so much more sense. Like he kept approaching. Right. Approaching. And And, and always moving. And then he had the like. For a giant man. I mean, he's fast. So limber. So fast. And now Tyson so now Fury. Tyson Fury's coming in. The, uh, to crazy the in love. <laughs> on a throne. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I knew, by the way, when we were watching this. So, by the way, for the audience listening, Tyson Fury is being carried in on a giant throne yes. as king to crazy in love. And it's it's amazing, but oh, but let me let me let me qualify it with something. I'm, I'm bringing the volume down. When he came out like this, and look at it, look how calm he is. He's like foot tapping. Right. I knew he's gonna win right now. Really? Yeah. You're like he's he's ready. I didn't want it to happen, but I was like, uh oh, he's gonna win this. He's one. so relaxed. It's it's not looking good. Versus like Transformer, like all stiff and like. Well, we were watching before the fight. Remember, Deontay oh, yeah. was yeah. was running around. He was like do He was a lot of energy was being expended by Deontay, and then they'd go to Tyson Fury's locker room, and he was just chilling. He was just chilling he with his wife. Hanging with the missus. Time. Slapping the buddies. Right. You know? So I was like, uh-oh, this does not bode well. Because I feel like, look, let's be honest. Tyson Fury's a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder has more power. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, But in the first fight, Tyson Fury was winning the fight. And Deontay caught him. And so they had to call it a draw because, wow. 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 Like, Fury had this out-of-body experience. Right. It looked like somebody blasted smelling salts across his face. And yeah. he sat up and had just like this recovery that I, I as a new person to boxing, right. can't imagine taking that hit and being like, this, this will be over in about five seconds. You would you would have died. Well, I, I, And I, I would have died. I mean, well, and LeBron would be shooting at 10 rims. Well, LeBron, <laughs> if Deontay punched LeBron as hard as he punched Tyson Fury, LeBron would still be flying, Space Jam style. <laughs> still in the air. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, LeBron would never ever get up ever again. But um, so now moving forward, so Tyson Fury is supposed to face Anthony Joshua in Dubai. Anthony Joshua, I don't know if you know this, but he is an amazing, amazing fighter. Looks like fucking chiseled from stone, and. Uh, he did lose to uh, a large Anthony Ruiz. Though. I remember that. And, and that was not a good thing. But not, he came not, back. He, he avenged it. He mm-hmm. took him too lightly the first time. Not a good look. So anyway, Tyson Fury is supposed to fight Anthony Joshua in Dubai. And meanwhile, this whole thing that was going on was Deontay Wilder was taking it to arbitration and saying, because in the original contract, Deontay Wilder had it as, I'm guaranteed a third fight if I want it and I take the lower end of a 60-40 split. Now, he had already accepted that before, and then COVID hit. So, obviously, it mm. had to be postponed because Deontay yeah. Wilder's like, I'm not going to fight someone without a giant crowd. No. Right. None of these guys. I mean, play. this is an event. Yeah. Like, we're not doing that it's shit. It's a spectacle. Right. So, it got postponed, and then Tyson Fury said, well, now you're out, you're out of the range of, like, the rematch. So, I'm going to move forward with this. But Sort of like statue, everyone, statue of limitations. Right. Sort of statue of limitations. 
to everyone's surprise, the arbitrator ruled with Deontay Wilder. I heard they offered Deontay Wilder upwards of $10 million to step aside. And Deontay really? Wilder said, no. Go F it. Fuck that. I want to fight you. <laughs> oh, my God. Because in Deontay Wilder's mind, let's do a little background here. It might be the better business decision because in in if we play this out, we would probably be like, why wouldn't you accept that and then also get paid a 60? And also fight. Right. So then you get $10 million on top of whatever yeah. the $50 million you'd get, right? I think Deontay Wilder thinks if Tyson Fury fights Anthony Joshua and wins, what's stopping Tyson Fury just saying, fuck this shit, I'm retiring now. I don't I'm need you. the best. I don't need you. Right. right. So then you'd only make $10 million. Right. So you wouldn't get the full 40%. You know, and boxing's so fucked that up that you, there's no guarantees. That makes sense. So, so what would happen? So first fight, draw. First fight, draw. Second fight, Fury first, wins. First fight, Tyson Fury's winning the entire fight. Deontay hits him with such a devastating blow that the judges are like, we got to have a second fight yeah. because, come on, how can we give this to yeah. Tyson Fury when that guy just clearly smoked him? Yeah. Um, they So they drawed it. Um, second fight, look, dude, I don't <laughs> – look. Tyson Fury beat the fuck out of Deontay Wilder. I don't, he didn't look like the Deontay Wilder that I had watched for right. a decade. He looked scared, hesitant. He did look tired. Backpedaling. He looks... <laughs> I don't want to give credence to his conspiracies, but he didn't look right. Yeah. Another conspiracy he has, and he fired his entire uh, trainer, his training team and trainer, was that they drugged his water. God. Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know what the what the purpose of that would be. So, but this gets mm. to the point of these guys can't accept. <laughs> I mean, you're on such like a level at that yes. point where your ego has hit like this pinnacle where you can't accept that I just got beat. It's this feedback loop, right? Because you you have to step into that ring, right, with a guy who processed out in the king's garments, and who right. you hit. As hard as you could. And, and got up. And got up and said, let's keep going. Right. To get in that ring, you have to have ego and energy and just self-belief. Call it cockiness, but like it's necessary mm -hmm. to get in that ring that to believe that it wasn't some fly in the ointment. Right. Some kind of sabotage. Something happened. Like is to crumble your entire so foundation. Exactly. So these guys have to walk out there and find a scapegoat. And I remember learning about this a little bit in, in my psychiatry classes as part of my medical education. I am not a psychiatrist, but I think there's like fundamental attribution bias. But, but I said on Halloween last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, a fundamental attribution bias, right? Like if I do something well, it was all me. Right. It was my training. I overcame the odds. I, I, I beat out what else was there. But then if it was not, if I didn't get the outcome I wanted, something else sabotaged right exactly it's the only way they can they can continue to exist and, exactly. and honestly when you're at that level and i like, don't blame them either. yeah you kind of have yeah. to right you kind of right. have to it's always something for the for one of these guys so i'm excited it so, looks so, like so so what was the outcome of the arbitration oh, okay the outcome of the arbitration was the guy said you have to fight deontay wilder sometime before september 15th or pay him like some outrageous amount of money which they're not going to do so Bob Arum, the promoter, has already booked, in anticipation of this, uh, a venue in Vegas. Uh, it, well, I, I'm not sure about the venue. 
but he has booked the place for July 24th. So it looks like Saturday, July 24th is on, and I'm watching. I love, I love Deontay Wilder. I love Tyson Fury. So there's really no losing for me. And very special episode. This just happened today. We had a Miami a boxing trainer hit us up. He'll be joining the cast the next day to break down the fight. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Right. And uh, Nice job. This guy is, uh, I looked at his Instagram. He's got 10,000 followers. Uh, he he trained some pretty good guys in, in, in Miami. So uh, that'll be a good one. And uh, But I'm excited for the fight. Can't wait. Can't uh, wait. Moving on here. Sean, you want to close out with... Uh, well, I had wine review. I feel like we did that already. We did that. What, what, what I want to touch on. Would you on, give this, like, where would you put this in, like, your echelon? 94. 94 okay. out of 100. Got it. It's. I mean, for, for for the price point, I mean, it's just so smooth. It's so, so sweet. I, I like, there's a little bit of, for me, you know, you talked about, like, what do you taste? Mm-hmm. For me, there's a little bit of plum here. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do a little, little yeah. taste, taste test here. Get the nose. A little swirl action here. Get the color. It's deep. It's deep purple. You know me, I'm pretty purple. You know me, I'm pretty purple. Yeah, where do you come in? Where are you coming with this? Hmm. By the way, Deep Purple band yeah. sang the song "Smoke on the Water." We're bow, going out to bow, that song because I didn't bow, plan bow, any. I'm, I, we, I didn't plan any uh, any people. Deep Purple, so Deep Purple. So we're going out on Deep Purple. I love that. I love that. So. I get I get a lot of plum out of this. Okay. I get a lot. I almost get like a little bit of like plum, and I, I hate to say it, but you know, like those like um, like a, like a dark strawberry. Like that's kind of oh. that's kind of what I get out of this right here. I, no, I, I you know it's funny that you say that because that doesn't exist, but I totally see where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. So something right. like that, like like, like a, not, not quite a cherry, not quite the, the but, strawberry, but not, but not quite a right. strawberry right. either. That, that's the right with this one. So I love it. Not not a lot of back end power but it, it leads just smooth rise smooth fall i love it um but while while adam is putting together his um his palate here because he is the more trained one i want so I, I find like the acidity hits you a little bit in the nose first i need to go i need to go again <laughs> keep it just want to let all the listeners out there know that um diamond hands adam and i are still holding oh, we're yeah. still holding still the ether let's do a quick um look Let's break that down quickly. Joe Biden's not helping. China's not helping. But I'm still holding my ether because uh, isn't it just fun to have some? <laughs> it's it's fun to have some. You know what? It's it's fun to have a horse in the race. Look, my buddy, I'm going to go ahead and just broadcast this. My buddy's a <laughs> cryptocurrency hedge fund manager. He said it's gone to 10K. The insider trading. Insider trading. And he's not a pumper. And he's well, dude, he's all in. So, look. I texted him when it was at 4K, said, should I sell? I would have made a... Uh, pretty a, penny. I would have made a pretty penny. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. He said, keep it till 10K. So that's what I'm going to do. I trust him. If I lose... And I went into that with complete knowledge. I could lose everything. Don't gamble with... I mean, don't, don't put in money you can't afford to lose. Right, right. So, you know, it, it would suck. Like, in my mind, I was like... Well, this is going to pay for every trip for the next six years, right? Money. Right. But if you but, want to explain to the grandkids why they're hanging out on a yacht in the Mediterranean, exactly, exactly. you got to have skin in the game. You got to go to 10K. Keep your ether. I would say if you have, uh, you know, Sean said, don't risk any money 
that uh, you wouldn't be, you know, cool losing. I say put everything. If you got kids and you got a college, you like fun, put it all into Ether. Liquidate the 529. Right. And, uh, you know, if you uh, have been saving up for your wedding, put it all into Ether. Um, if you are on the edge of uh, senior living and you've been saving up so that you can guarantee your future of health at an independent living community, I would say put it all into Ether. I'm just waiting for Sean's. <laughs> Sean is not reacting, so I, I'm going to go with yes. Yes, you know, do I'm, this. I, I haven't broadcast this. I don't think I've broadcast this before. Maybe I have. Um, I'm working on my MBA. <laughs> <laughs> While Adam recovers from his aspiration oh event. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny, but I just died. Working on my MBA. And... Uh, uh. I we we just finished a oh, that's good. a real good segment on portfolio theory. Yeah. Oh yeah. Explain this real quick. Just want to and well, then watch Normani. Port, portfolio theory is is this kind of culmination of ideas, a lot of concepts of which were kind of built out in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and then kind of put into what ended up being several Nobel prizes. But it's all about like how do you how do you blend your investments to create what's called the most efficient portfolio, right? Which is right. is meant to within reason, minimize volatility. You can't get rid of all of it. it. And maximize gains. And to Adam's credit, he's been saying for a long time, why are you thinking? Put it in an index fund. Just put it in. But then cryptocurrency arrived on the scene. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming everyone listens is a smart person and already has an index fund. Which hopefully you do. If not, let's talk. Let's figure this out. So the most efficient portfolio to maximize your return for volatility, index fund, blend in some treasuries if you have to, that's fine. But for those who want to ride a roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get and, and can tolerate some volatility. It takes an iron stomach, folks. Sure does. Just get into the coins. Look, it's a good thing to have. I was just talking to my guy uh, that, I, uh, that I use for the 401k at my work. He said, look, I have 10% invested in crypto right now i don't understand he's like he even admitted he's like look i'm kind of an older guy i don't understand it but it's good to be in everything so he's like i put 10 percent into crypto i was like that's good to hear ben because last because three years ago (laughs) when i said should i invest in ether and you said no I went ahead and bought eight <laughs> coins at $300, yes. motherfucker. Yas, queen. Yeah, so that's what I told him. I didn't, not motherfucker. I was like, because <laughs> you told me not to, and I did it anyways. And he was like, look, dude, at that point in time, I, I defend my decision because I really didn't know anything about it. And as a professional, I shouldn't recommend anything that I don't understand 100%. What, what's his name? Ben Wozniak. Ben, you're out of your element. Yeah, ben, you're out of your <laughs> element. Okay. Anyways, moving on. By the way, just just to finish on that thought, though, because we do have some young listeners, and I'd like to give them a little investment advice. Start investing a- in the S and P 500. It's an index fund. It's just the 500 top stocks. It's never gone down in a 30 year period. Passively managed, low expense. Passively managed, probably like 0.5 percent. If right. It's like, just start putting money into it because that money compounded. Dude, 
When you turn 50, you could retire forever. forever. How's that one sound? Yeah. All right, moving on. Now we're going to react to a music video that I found, Sean. Yes, break this down because you— I will find— Okay. Th- this is a late take from this Sunday This is a Punch. late take on this music video. But I, I'm willing to guarantee, although we have young listeners, they probably heard it a million times. Um, but I'm willing to guarantee that a portion has not even heard this song. This song came out in 2019. It's by an artist named Normani. I might be— Getting that pronunciation wrong. But it's spelled N-O-R-M-A-N-I. Right. Didn't do much research. The song is called Motivation. I heard about this song because on our Doja Cat reaction, they said, can you react to Normani Motivation? Oh, And I looked it up. I was like, who is this? I thought it was like one of their friends or something. I'm like, I'm not going to react to this. No, this has like over 100 million views and and. Well, let's just get into the video because uh, I'm in love. (laughs) Which I don't think I've ever heard Adam say. (laughs) All right. All right, Normani, motivation. We'll do a little clean mic, dirty mic. Normani, stop making all that noise. A young Normani watches 106 in part. In the history of BET's 106 in part. We're going to get into the number one video in the world right now. Normani. Clean mic. Clean mic. At this moment, we're seeing a young Normani watching yes. a video. I'm anticipating. One can only be assumed. What? Yeah. But we already see she's got moves. Already got moves. She she's been dancing for three seconds. Already got moves. Limber. Limber. Moving. Ready to go. Right. <laughs> I want Adam's first impression right here. Okay, so when I, I'm not gonna lie, this is my second time watching. This. Well, let's be honest, I watched it about five times in a row when I first saw it. I mean, this is probably, and I don't want to go exaggeration on this. This is probably the most beautiful, and I, I, I was gonna say hot. It's different. It's both. <laughs> it's both. It's both. And it's different. And it's different. She is the most beautiful slash hottest chick I have ever seen. <laughs> and now wait till you see her dance. Clean Mike, why is that guy passing? To <laughs> be honest, I blacked out. <laughs> I didn't even see him. Bro, okay, she comes in strong with the dance moves. Strong. Why did that guy pass her? He's okay, wait till you see what happens next. So let's set the scene. Right. We're on a street corner. She's got she's got her girls. She's got her gaggle of girls. And she's in like this, like uh what how would you describe this? Because that's like very like it's a very specific, I can't remember like the time and place. You know what it looks like? It looks like she took an like a waitress's apron, put some underwear under it, cut the top off, then put on a little like 
and then like designed it herself and and I'm She bedazzled dude. it. 1996. Is that when she was born, you think? I don't know. <laughs> I love every minute of this. By the way, all of her friends can also dance. They can. She I, just found a team. I can. Uh, yeah. What well, let's play the rest. I need to hear. So I need to see more. You want some ice in that water? Uh, I need something. <laughs> I need something. So the guy walked past. Walked past. They threw eyes at each other. Yeah. His shirt's already off. Right. His shirt's already off. Chains? No, I'm going to pop my shirt. <laughs> All right. Keep playing, dude. I need this. Amazing dancing. Was I asleep in 2019? <laughs> I, this song you? came out in 2019. Did I fall asleep throughout the entire 2019 after, year? After we play this, let's see where this peaked on the charts. Because this was this was a miss by us. This is a complete miss. This is a summer anthem, and this, like I'm sending fan letters trying to get her to Chicago. Do you think do you think we can officially well it's too early yet, but we got about Two and a half minutes right. left. We may this this is in the can running bring for, back? for summer anthem. Can we bring it back for 2021? Like you think we can like like start playing this and no one will know and just pump it? Our friends will definitely not. Oh know. yeah, yeah. It'd oh, be let's like, pump oh, it. You guys Next know weekend? this? You don't know Normani? Come MDW on Day, baby. Oh, that's it. MDW. I may have to grab the car early. Memorial Day weekend, baby. So let me be your motivation. She threw looks at the guy that walked by earlier. Now he's got his arm around another girl. And she's like, I don't get that part. Like that part was like an artistic choice. <laughs> he's st he's sticking with whoever he was with. Let's go back to the dancing. Yeah. Oh, watch this! Watch this! Hold on. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Back handspring from Normani. Now she's a gymnast too. So she I am badger biting I'd... the oblivion out of my eyes. <laughs> For those who don't know what that is, when I badger bite myself, that means the girl is so hot that I'd rather like injure my I'd rather <laughs> take my own eyeballs out because you know what it is? Let's break down Badger Bite. Well, we quick. don't have Draymond here, so we have to do it ourselves. Right. <laughs> Call back. Look, look. When I Badger Bite myself, it's because I'd rather remove my eyeballs because she's so hot. What? Where was I in 2019? I'm being dead serious. Honestly, honestly, you were, you were here already. I was here. Where was I? Where where did I miss this? And it's not like you to miss a song like this. Oh my god! You know what the sad part is, though. Takes a swig. I take a swig of the wine. A girl this hot kind of makes me want to like kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and let me explain that that, that I think, sentence. I think you have to before I baker act you out of here. Because it's like. I know I can't get with someone like that. <laughs> and I would just want to jump off a building Dude, because if I could, 
then I think I would have found Nirvana. <laughs> Don't let me hear you talk about yourself oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know how many ghouls and goblins are running around this city? You've told me this before. You can find Normani. Actually, I can't find Normani. Viewership, if you know a way to get in contact with Normani... Sender. I hope this video goes viral. She hits me up. I marry her without even meeting her one time. No, that, never mind. I take her on many dates, go bankrupt, and then hopefully <laughs> that she would like. I would spend all my ether on Normani. Yeah, let's, let's pick way. a random bar. You take her to Hop Leaf, right? <laughs> <laughs> before you know it, she's drinking gin, which she's not allergic to. Which she's, <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing back handsprings with the kids in the backyard. I think we if I get- could do the one dance move where I'm the guy on the ground. <laughs> and she's doing the internal the loose thing. Just take me from there on out. I like, want to know what that I, means I, Just take me. Like, I can die. Nirvana. Nirvana with Normani. The Badgers can eat you alive. Dirty Mike. Keep playing. To be clear, my internet is clipping in yeah, and out. It? There's Dude. so much... Hotness happening. The internet's <laughs> clipping because she's so hot. <laughs> let me let me bring it back a few seconds. We'll go to the back handspring. We'll try to reset. Okay. God! Whoa, whoa! What city is this? Oh, it's not Chicago. We don't have cable cars like that. I'm sweating because I'm she's sweating. so hot. I'm sweating too, actually. You yeah. know why I'm sweating? Because I'm nervous. Like, if she was at a bar, <laughs> I would be like, to be like, did that guy jump in a pool? Did that, did that guy go to uh, what was that? What's that place in Wrigleyville that has the pool in it? Wet and Wild. No. <laughs> No, what's that place? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Blizzard Beach. No, no. What? <laughs> Everyone now is watching is like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what is the place with the pool that you, old crow, you go on the roof and you overlook it? Sluggers? I don't think it's called Blizzard Beach. Blizzard Beach? <laughs> That's in Florida. All right, keep playing it. Keep playing. We'll you don't look this know? up after right, we'll the video. We'll check it out later. After the video, we'll look it up. <laughs> Get the brass. Get the brass in. Get ready for your head to explode. No, she did it. No, she did it. Which which viewer recommended this to us? I don't know. We need to send them a bottle of this. This shit. is a, this. You're getting a bottle of silver oak. I'm gonna say one thing. Just one. That was the best scene ever in the in the rain. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna say something really serious right now. Okay. If you don't think she's the hottest person <laughs> in the world, you are racist. And I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you.
Oh yeah. Look at that. Then the moves like Michael, dude. They had more fun making where that music we, where video. Where were we? I, this video, her, the songs, fire. Where were we? I must were we in like an Inception pod where like we're like reliving a dream and we're like on like fucking uh, what's that drug like Soma? Whatever. That's from like 1984. Um, Inception level. Oh, like the stuff they pump. I don't know, dude. I. How did I miss this? It's. You know, Did I they want... not promote her? Okay, you want to get serious? Yeah, you bring it get down. Serious? Because, because you, you understand the space. You want to get serious, dude? Because we were having fun. Now you want to get serious? I thought you'd Did never ask. Did they not promote her because she's dark-skinned? She's not Beyonce? Oh, you're, you're getting dangerous. I'm getting, I'm getting you're dangerous. You're getting dangerous. Because so, I find her 10 times hotter than Beyonce. So is, is the concept that we can only have... Ugh. Like this is dangerous, dude. This is a hot. This is a hot stove right now. So like we we have Beyonce, we have Rihanna, right? We, like we, we have right. our girls, right? Those ones are promoted. There's just where's this? There's just where's not, this in my life? There's just not room at the top for you yet. What the fuck, yo? This chick's and I'll say it one more and time. Talented, ten times hot, way more talented than <laughs> so Beyonce talented. and Rihanna. Can Beyonce and Rihanna dance like that? I'd say no. We're gonna get we're gonna get some reactions to that one. We're gonna get some reactions. To that. I'm sweating, but she's so hot watch, through the screen. Watch the video. That's my t-shirt too. <laughs> it's t-shirt time. I I think what can we just see where she is now? Why hasn't she been pumping out hits from 2020 on? Is it because of coronavirus? That's something else has been going on. Everybody else has been th- DJ Khaled had that shitty ass song with little baby. Remember that one? Where's my Normani? Hold on. Let's see where she's from. Normani is Wouldn't from, it be hilarious if we were pronouncing her name the wrong the entire time? She's from Atlanta. But that's your fault, managers, that yeah. I don't know her name right. on, a, on a consistent basis. Normani? Where is she now? Normani. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, my God. Here we go. She is so, so beautiful. It's where do insane. we go for facts? She's... Okay, so 1996. That is when she was born. Dude, her birthday is the end of the month. May How old is she? May 31st, she'll be 25. Plenty of time. <laughs> Let's make this girl a star, dude. Where is she right Normani, now? Normani, if, if you somehow get sent this video because of my creepy obsession now, which is what it's become, we'll have you on the cast. I'll spend all of my ether. We'll go to Maple and Ash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll go to Prime and Provisions. Wait, we, hold on. Time out. I think it's the I think it's the managers and the promoters' fault because she's oh, been doing is. stuff. Oh, okay. She's been doing stuff, but we're not we're not well, being well, notified. She needs to get a new manager and promoter. She's like boxing, dude. They don't know how to they don't know how to story tell. Here are here's the last most recent paragraph of her Wikipedia quote: Normani collaborated with Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj on the song "Bad to You." We're, we gotta watch that one now. <laughs> yeah, we have well, to. Well, the problem is the clip. The clipping is like really fucking with me. Well, maybe it, we'll watch it off air. Was our theory? Oh, we'll, we'll me, react on the next one. Let me finish the paragraph. We'll react with Jazzy. We'll watch. We'll that. react with Jazzy and Dirty. He, he, Jazzy can dance. So that's perfect. Okay. So, um, collaborate with Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj on the song "Bad to You." Don't watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. I can't resist. She's too hot. I just lied to you. Which was made for the soundtrack of the 2019 <laughs> film resist, Charlie's Sean. Angels. You must block it now. Um, here we go. 
In January 2020, Normani and rapper Megan the Stallion. Yes. <laughs> I like how you said that name like Megan you've never heard. The Stallion. I know, like as if I have it. You know Megan the Stallion. Released babe. Diamonds, the sing- the lead single for the soundtrack of the superhero movie Birds of Prey. Normani was named in the Forbes 30 under 30 list for 2020. So she's doing she's stuff. She's killing it. We're missing yeah, something. Yeah, we're just the idiots missing everything. In February 2020, she was listed on BET's Future 40 list. She's on it which is the list of 40 most inspiring, innovative vanguards who are redefining what it means to be unapologetically young, gifted, and black. Awesome. In June 2020, Normani joined Urban Decay as a global citizen and a campaign spokesperson for the makeup brand. In August 2020, Normani made a cameo in Cardi B and Megan the Stallion's Megan music video Stallion. for WAP. She was in the WAP video. What? I am oh. missing her. No, she was not in that video. I've watched that video, dude. She made a cameo. So it was quick. Goals, well, it was too quick. Alongside Kylie Jenner. Quick. Alongside Rose- Kylie Jenner. Rosalia. I would rather have her a million hours than Kylie Jenner. The fuck you talking about? She lives in she lives in LA. Let's get her to Chicago. It's time to visit Fred. <laughs> I mean, I'm hot, dude. I'm not gonna lie. She looked cool too. She looked like I know it was a music video, but I could see her like you being think a conversation. I think we vibe? vibe. I think so. Oh, I mean, like look, look, look at the pedigree. I mean, she's she's doing she's doing she's a, a campaign spokesperson. Like she's on a global tour, like doing this stuff. She's um, an innovative vanguard. So she's she's out there. She's walking the walk. She's talking the talk. Power to her. Awesome, awesome. If I. <laughs> dated let's say let's say i dated her would i lose all my friends because that's how hot she is <laughs> like all of you would just be like i can't stand knowing that adam yes yeah that adam got with this goddess i'll put it this way i think we have friends like that yeah i don't think i'm one of them okay i think thank the majority god. of your thank friends god. are not thank god because i'm not giving up on this yeah i'm not giving you up sh- on this you, sh- you should pursue this Oh, wow. Round of applause yeah. for Normani. Talent. I wish, hey, I wish the video was smoother, but she was too hot. The Wi-Fi was frying. <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't, We like, couldn't do it. We, we couldn't get the packets. All right, look. Great cast, I think, Sean. Solid, man. I mean, we, we flowed through this one. Where are we at on this? Where are we at time-wise on this? An hour nine. An hour nine. It felt like 10 minutes. You want to go another? <laughs> another hour. <laughs> no, we got to watch that movie. Um, we got wine to drink. What's the song? That we're going out on? Smoke on the Water Smoke by on Deep the water. Purple. By Deep Purple. You'll recognize the uh, intro riff right away. Got it. Um, we can put that on Spotify, and I'll just take it off the uh, YouTube video. Rip it. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Great Friday night. And uh, check out Normani. Catch you next weekend. For the love of God. <laughs> well, yeah, wait, wait. I'm not, oh, you thought it was the end. It's not <laughs> the end. Next weekend, we got uh, Jazzy coming to town with Dirty Mike. Quadcast. Yeah, so really tune into that one. Our, 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 last, our, our last quadcast was the Texas cast, so we're, we're ready now. Right, and we're going to go to the baseball game on Saturday, so it'll be on Sunday as a reaction. It'll be out Monday. All right, thanks, guys.
mama. Mama.